I should do a farmer's survivor and call it Survivor Kohlrabi. Kohlrabi? Yeah. Yeah, that'd be good. Be a good name of a tribe, wouldn't it? Welcome to The Tribe Has Spoken, Tribal Rant's unofficial podcast for the long-running CBS reality series Survivor. I'm Michelle. And I'm Mike. And tonight we're late and we're podcasting Survivor, Co-Wrong, Season 32, Episode 3, The Circle of Life. And um, maybe we could have like some tribes named after like some of these people that that I encounter in the bell bond business. You know, they could name it like the, you know, that we could, instead of doing brain, bronze, and beauty, we could do, you know... Drug addicts, <laughs> thieves, and and uh, child support offenders. <laughs> well, it's an idea. Jeff, think about it. Okay, just give it some thought. Uh, okay. Um, this episode aired on Wednesday, March, March 2nd, and to recap, last week, Jennifer went home. Yeah. She talked herself out of a spot. Man, can you believe it? Council. She sure did, after and, she put up with a worm in her ear and everything. And she, I know. She had it hard, and she talked herself out of it, and then she went home. So we're a few days late getting this out, and we're really sorry. But we were having a different ISP um, installed at our house this week. And then one of us, and it might have been me, forgot to record Survivor. So and it, trees fell on the deck. and, and They really did. The He's dog... Ate our homework. It was no, the everything. dog didn't do anything. The but dog it, does everything. It's been a kind of a crazy week. So anyway, we're sorry to get it out late. Um, so we start out with uh, Alicia is talking about Scott writing her name down. Yeah, I know. <laughs> and Scott said that he only wrote her name down because he knew there was enough votes to get Jennifer out, and he told Jennifer he wouldn't vote for her, and so he wanted to keep his word and play. So he had to pick somebody. Game. Right. She was the lesser of two weevils. Sydney, right, right. Sydney now says that that might be a good thing. She's telling Scott because now Alicia trusts her and thinks there's like a girls' tribe. So Sydney's really playing both sides. Here. I think she is. I, mm-hmm. I don't know whether you know who who Sydney's really. You know, if it comes down to it, will be loyal to. I'm pretty sure she's loyal to the guys. I think, you think. Yeah, I think Sydney's loyal to herself. I saw a little flash in there of her kind of confiding in Alicia, no? Was she? I don't know. When they were together, I mean, she may have just been playing, playing I think she off. was playing her. I mean, I could be wrong. I, I don't know. I think that's one of the I kind of like ones. the NBA player. I kind of like Scott. You like Scott? Yeah, How I like come? Scott. I'm starting to like Jason, too. I like Jason. Yeah. I like Jason. So, we go to the beauty tribe, and Ty is looking for the tool to get the idol. He's misplaced <laughs> his tool. Everybody's had to... Has anybody used a tool that they found? I don't think or so. Or have they all had to make one? Well, I mean, we've only done two so far, right? Ty loves nature. I think Ty loves everything and everyone. It seems like he I just... I don't know about Ty. I thought you liked Ty. I do. I do. I do like Ty. He's a, he's a survivor. He's a real survivor from, from, uh, from Cambodia. Vietnam. Yeah, Vietnam. But... He makes a tool with nothing but his teeth and ingenuity. Did you see him like chomping the bark? Off yeah, the yeah, he was he was chewing it down like one of those lathes they use to make a baseball bat or something. He gets it and mm-hmm. he kisses the idol. He kisses the tree and he profusely thanks the tree. He just feels like this overwhelming sense of gratitude. I thought it was interesting when he was saying that he that things didn't come easy for him a lot of the time. 
Yeah, so he does, he just takes it in stride. Yeah. Okay, this is going to be hard, so this is what I'm going to do. Well, he follows the map to the buried hidden immunity idol, and then he reads the idol twist that if they pair the idols with another idol that fits with this one, it becomes a super idol, and it can be played after the votes are read. Now, this is new, right? Yeah, I've never heard of this. Yeah, I didn't think we'd seen that before, where you could play the idol after. That's a game complete changer. There's no if chance. If you can put two idols together. you got to right. have two people willing to put it together for one person. Or maybe, or maybe there's another idol out there. And maybe they can find the other Boy, one. if you could be one person in control of a super idol, you would never. I mean, you could, you could, it would, it would give you a different, uh, a, it would make that a whole different dynamic in your game. I know. Because you wouldn't be worried about being voted off. Until the very, very end. Well, they voted you off. Right. Right. That could be a complete game changer. And it could, imagine how different you might play the game if you knew you weren't going to be voted off. Imagine you're different. Oh, I know. That's what I'm talking about. And, sure. You know, yeah, less pressure. Game and everything. Right. Yeah, different That's approach cool. to everything. Well, then we have a commercial. It's the intro, and we come back, and Peter is mocking Joe for working out. Plus, you wouldn't be playing so hard. <laughs> exactly. And people wouldn't wouldn't view you as somebody playing really hard and kind of take notice of you. Right. That's what I'm saying. I mean, it would just change the whole, your whole dynamic. It would change the whole dynamic of it. I agree. But Peter's mocking Joe for working out. Did, did you notice that? Joe was doing sit-ups and he... Hold on. I like talking about idols. They should come up with an idol that you find that you get to the very end and... And I mean, I'm talking about at the reunion thing. And if they don't read your name as the winner, you whip the idol out and you take the million dollar check. Wouldn't that be? That would be. That would be an idol to have. That's quite the idol. I don't know if they'd do that. But here's a kicker: you got to make it to the final three in order to and keep the idol. Oh yeah, until in place you of yeah, it. yeah yeah until you get all the way there. Yeah. Jeff, you're welcome to use any of these ideas. We don't even want credit. We don't want anything for it. Just take our ideas. Yeah, don't even. Yeah, it's okay, man. I mean, because and run. Yes. Run with these ideas. This is these are pearls, Jeff. Use them. It is pearls. Okay. Okay. Peter is mocking Joe for doing sit-ups. What was that all about? Peter's just that kind of personality. He's just uh, kind of a real smug, proud of himself. A lot of hubris there. He's hard to watch. Yeah, I don't. I don't know. He's uh, he's a little uh, a little off putting. I know. I mean, you know, normally. No, he's a lot off putting. He he shouldn't. He shouldn't. I don't. I don't like people who behave that way. Normally, when I'm watching this, I can really find stuff to like about most people, and just I think my nature is I try to find things to like about people, and. You don't always feel bad for them when they get when they go home and stuff like that. With Peter, unless something drastically changes with him, I mean, he's not somebody that you can hate either. Like, what was his name, Johnny Fairplay or something? He's not like that, <laughs> right? But he's somebody that you just genuinely. I mean, it's not like a hate thing. It's not like, a, oh, I can't believe he did that. I hate that. It's just like this distaste. Don't you think though? That arrogance always is amplified on the handsome, well-educated people. Oh, that's a good question. Don't don't you feel that way? I mean, just in general. I mean, like if if it's like an arrogant tow truck driver, you know, it's not. I don't, is it? No, I don't know. no arrogance 
for people who are who have um, maybe a what's considered a higher station in life. You know, he's a, he's a handsome emergency room doctor. He's well educated, and he's he. He's all he thinks he's all that in a bag of chips and and he lets everybody know it. Don't you and and then and then uh in contrast, people who have humility, who are well-educated, good-looking people, a lot of breaks in life, you know, maybe have a little money and they're very humble people, that also has um a noticeable uh, aura. That also people people it, the, the humility is amplified is what I mean. Do you think maybe that it depends on where your station is in life, how you view that, though? Probably. I don't know. I'm just kind of curious because that's that's a pretty interesting thing to say. But I think a lot of times if you see somebody that's, like, real braggy and like that, that you think, where where do they get that because of what they do? You know, it's not something that's looked at in society is maybe like an elite position that they have, but they're real proud of themselves. You do see that a lot. And I you, just think, what kinda, a jerk. You know, but we kind of call that low self-esteem, don't we? We kind of say that they're doing that because they have low self-esteem, so they're trying to elevate themselves or something. Maybe it's true for, like, the doctors and stuff as well. I don't know. I don't know. Anyways, Peter... Eat a little humble pie. It goes down well. It doesn't taste great, but but it's pretty healthy for you. <laughs> but I didn't understand his mocking Joe for working out. I mean, give the guy stand up and give him a round of applause, or go ask him, you know, some some workout tips or something. The guy's obviously in great shape. Yeah. So why would you mock somebody like that who's who's you know taking their time to work out? Right. I mean, he was you in know, an ad, in adverse conditions. Thing. I mean, it's hot out there. He's in the sun. He's in Cambodia. He's in Survivor. They're not eating enough. He's like 80 years old over there doing well, crunches. He's 72. Okay, he's 72. I think. But he's he's over there, really. I mean, he's, I don't know. I just, I'll bet he's doing them when he's 90. What do you bet? Ah, he might be. But he says, Peter says that he and Liz are the smartest and they're the leaders. Joe and Debbie are a team and Aubrey and Neil are a team. And they say that they will tell Joe and Debbie to vote for Neil but they'll vote for Aubrey. So they're already plotting. They're, I mean, Peter's sitting there talking about all this with Aubrey, plotting how to vote whom out at whatever point, and they're not even, you know, going up for anything. So Debbie, who we've discussed a little bit as being kind of loud and maybe fun even and kind of wild. I think she is pretty smart though, don't you? Man, is she? Yeah, I'm getting I'm getting a little uh a little little under the radar yeah. vibe from from Debbie after this episode. We've known people like that who who just in general don't seem like they're that smart, maybe. They kind of play everything off, but when you really talk to them about something, they just completely blow you away with their uh, intuitiveness. And well, you know how some people say, "I'm going to lay back and I'm going to gather intelligence. Mm-hmm. I'm not going to say much," but then they're not able to pull it off. Oh, I couldn't do it. Could you? She's able to pull it off. Right. I don't. I don't think I could. I'm not that personality. No, I don't think I could sit back. I, I would try to, but I'm sure I probably couldn't do that. Um. But Debbie picks up on this with Peter. She's got him. She's got him pegged, man. She's got him pegged. Oh yeah, I and agree. so she goes to Joe and starts talking about getting rid of Liz. Debbie wants to get rid of Liz. 
And this is Liz way is pretty early. proud of herself too. Um, her and her and uh, Peter, I'm not seeing that same kind of attitude. Not the same kind, has, but she's but, well. Know. Really, they're all. I think. I mean, they put them on the brains team. How would if you're on the brains team and you got there and you're talking about yourself? How else could you come across? Like Debbie, I don't or like, like those Peter those or, team names. I, I I still I'm in favor of you know the the you know the crackheads and the Mike. and I mean. Really, and the, and the alcoholics and the and the kleptomaniacs. You really want to have like survive? That would be a real game of Survivor. Well, I don't. I mean, have actual you know crackhead people, but just you know. name them that. Yeah. Oh, okay. Yeah, the crackheads, the prostitutes, and the con men. I don't know how well that would play out. But you get real. You get you get real. I'm telling you, I think it would be. I think it would just be a. Uh, I, I'm telling you, I, we should we should do a show. What you we should call it? What, what should we call it? Well, we can't call it Survivor. Anyways, go ahead. I'm, I'm getting off track. You think? Yeah, nobody cares about what I think. But Debbie has picked up on Peter, like I said, and she's very emphatic and maybe even a little manic on what she wants to do. But it's just like you said. I mean, she's. Definitely intuitive. She's for executing exactly what she says she's going to do, which is what's impressive. Well, she goes to Aubrey and Neil and gets them individually on her and Joe's side because she, I mean, all she has to really do is point out that Peter and Liz are, you know, They're trying to run the show. Right. So then we go to the beauty tribe, and Caleb and Ty are discussing killing and eating the chicken, and Caleb's super nice. He really is. Yeah, I didn't expect that from Caleb. At first, I I thought he was going to be a Peter-like personality, but he's not. No, no, I really like that. He was very sensitive. But what's the big tall guy on the beauty tribe? Big tall, dark-headed guy. Kind of. The girl said he had a fake smile. Dang it! I'll remember in a minute. Yeah. Why? He's um, he's kind of like that. Kind of proud. Oh yeah, yeah. yeah. We'll we'll get to him in a minute. He's another one. Um, but Ty says it's the circle of life, and he participates in the killing, and he respects it, even though he cries. He, like, literally cries about it, and that's where we get the title of this show, The Circle of Life, and I thought that was pretty touching. I like that. I like that Ty didn't want to do it, because who really wants to kill, you know, an animal like that? But I like that he did do it, and I like that he respected the process of it. And I liked how Caleb acted with him. He respected that Ty was sensitive over it. Yeah, it was all kind of pretty touchy-feely. But let me tell you something about where Ty comes from. I've been to Thailand. I've been to Singapore. I've been to these neighboring countries. And you don't see a lot of guys crying when they're cutting the chickens up. And they cut them up right there in front of everybody all the time. And they're cooking them on the street. And I guarantee you Ty wasn't crying when he was having his KFC that night. No, but but in his defense, he left there as a boy, I thought he said, right? But I love that about Ty. I thought it was a nice thing. Man, he's got you fooled. Okay, now it's Nick. That's who the other guy is. Nick. It's okay, Nick. Okay, but who is the ice cream? Uh, Neil. Neil. Okay, I got it. Okay. 
So Nick says that he's cold-blooded because he's watching it, but he says he can pretend not to be. Yes, he can pretend to have emotions. That was a little bit scary. Man. But the girls that are sitting with him. They got him figured him, out. I yeah. know. They are Debbie yeah, and They're him. on him. Yeah. They are. They are. They don't buy it, and they say that he seems really fake. And the girls want to pull Caleb and Ty over to their team, and Caleb isn't totally opposed to that. So I guess we'll see how that plays out. Uh, Caleb, Caleb, I like. I like, I like Caleb. Caleb is quickly turning into one of my favorite players. Then we go to the Braun team. Scott's looking for the idol, and he does not want Alicia to find it. That's his whole thing. He just doesn't want Alicia to find it. But Alicia and Sydney found a note telling him where the idol is buried at the foot and of the And they dug it up, but they couldn't get in it. Well... They start digging, oh, yeah, Sydney but they didn't it. Right. dig it up. Right, Sydney found it, and Jason and Scott saw them digging, but Sydney found it, shooed Alicia away because she didn't want Alicia to have it. And so Sydney tells Alicia to act normal and walk away, and she does. And Sydney's already found the box, but she buries it before Alicia comes back. So. She goes back to Scott and Jason because she saw them watching them dig over there and tells them about Alicia finding the clue and just basically regurgitates everything it is and what they've done. Because she wants to keep... I don't know, does she want to keep in their good graces? This is what we talked about. Or, or I think she's playing, like you said, I think she's playing both ends is what I think. I, I don't. I think she's leaning think toward the guys. That. Yeah, I think she's leaning toward the guys. I think she was only with Alicia because I think she Alicia could go anyway. I think Sydney's for Sydney, but I like Sydney. She's unoffensive, and she's not a, a mean-spirited person that I can tell. Well, yeah, I mean, I, I definitely like Sydney, but... Isn't you the can't scenery really like beautiful? What doing. Where they're running around, it, or is it just maybe we've got better television? Or well, something? we did change our because the 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 picture is so much better on on uh, or this the scenery here in Cambodia. I don't know if the weather's better or it's a better time of year or I don't know. It just seems I don't know. This is one of the most beautiful places that I can remember. But go ahead. I just it, want to it make does that seem point. it is really pretty, but um. So they all take off running to find the idol. They all take off running. As soon as she tells them this, Alicia had went to wash off when Sydney's telling them, and they all take off. Scott and Jason make a makeshift tool. That's what you were talking about earlier. Nobody's used the real tool because they can't find the tool. Sydney and Alicia had the tool, remember? But I think Sydney left it with the box or something. She left it They somewhere. were digging, and, and they, they just kind of, you know, right. dug, you know. Knocked it away or whatever. Well, they make the makeshift tool and they get it out and Alicia runs for it. Like she's going to like jerk it out of their hands or something. How does that work? Okay. If anybody knows, I'd, I'd love to know the answer to this. How does it work with an idol? Because what if you're both there? Is it whose ever hand it's in? Sure. Yeah. Can you steal the idol after a human hand touches it? I would, I would think that you could if so, you... Sure. So if... If you and I are on Survivor and you find an idol and you put it in your bag, and I know you've put it in your bag, or I don't know you've put it in your bag, and I go looking for whatever I might look for in your bag, a piece of gum or whatever you might look for, and I find your idol, I can take it and then I can play it and it's my idol? Is that how that works? I, I don't know if there's a rule, but I would assume that well, that's okay. I don't we, know. we see them leave them. 
And stuff. I mean, they, they don't want up, people yeah. to know them, but we see them hang them up on the thing. So I, I don't know. It's a, it's a great question. So I'm curious. As Maybe to how that, somebody can tweet us the answer. I would love it if somebody let us know if they know the answer to that because that's. I mean, can the idol be stolen? It? Yeah, can it yeah. be stolen from one player to the next? Do you have to keep it with you all the time? I guarantee you, you could at least steal it and lose it for somebody if you can't steal it. You know what I mean? If you couldn't like play it, they would. Nobody would know. Okay. No, I'm saying if you were ever on the slip show. The, slip the cameraman at 20. You can never know. be on the show now. Well, of course not. Because no, no, I can't be there anyway. They'd vote me off. I'd be the first person voted <laughs> off. Scott and Jason open the box and they ignore Alyssa, who says she found it to begin with. And this is where they find the note about the other idol and putting them together and the super idol and all that. So that was all pretty cool. Well, then they go to the immunity and reward challenge. Now, the reward here is comfort items, blankets, pillows, etc., or emotional items from home, like notes or stuffed animals they get to choose. And would there be any question for you which one of those you would want? Would you want blankets and maybe tarp and, and pillows, or would you want... I wouldn't go for the teddy bear or the notes. No. I didn't think that would be any kind of question, but who knows? The challenge, you know, they they're got those bags of rice. Wouldn't somebody think to maybe stick maybe a you know fourteen handfuls of rice in their pockets or something? I, I mean, because they're you know they're always everybody's always low on food in this game. So, but the rice is wet. I yeah. guess you have to get back and cook it right then. Yeah, you could cook it. Yeah, I don't know. But they have to get the bags of rice through a, through a challenge through through a like a little tiny hole, and they have to then open up the bags and get balls out of it, and then take the balls up through a maze of holes in a wall. Anna and Michelle sit out on the Beauty Tribe, and Aubrey and Joe sit out on the Brains Tribe. And amazingly here, Beauty's doing great again. I think that you're right. We talked about it before in the Beauty Tribe being so fit. They're, they're very physically fit and very competitive. Yeah, yeah, they are. And they also seem like they have, like you said before you used the word, I think endurance, endurance maybe more so than, than the Brawn Tribe. They could even. easily be, the, be called the Brawn Tribe, but sadly, the Brawn Tribe couldn't be called the Beauty Tribe. I disagree. Oh, you think? Yeah, I do. I don't know. I do, but Jason's... I've always liked that kind of scruffed up look, you know? Yeah. I mean, I like that. Yeah. I, I don't know. I guess it just depends. Beauty's in the eye of the beholder. But Beauty wins again. It's just no contest. And then Sydney pulls it off in the last minute for the Braun Tribe. Man, she really does after tanking it the first time she tried. Despite Jason screaming like a madman in the back. Yeah, left, I would have just, left. oh my gosh, I would have went crazy. Um, it's so close. It was so exciting, so tense. But well, Debbie, you know Debbie likes to do that too. Oh yeah, yeah. But Debbie let the brains tribe down. And I was wondering at this point, how well that would bode for her because you know that Debbie hasn't been a lot of people's favorites, but Beauty got to pick and they picked the comfort items and then Braun got their emotional items and we saw that Jason had a green care bear. Yeah. Okay. <laughs> yeah. It's okay. Yeah. So then we go to a commercial and we come back and back at camp on the Brains Tribe, Neil is going home, according to Liz. But she says Joe and Debbie don't need to know anything, right? So, I mean, they're just like doing all this. Yeah, they're, they're just master p 
puppeteers working everything out behind the scenes and we don't we're you know we're gonna we're gonna run this thing the way we want to run it and and okay here's what we're gonna do and we're gonna let these people in on this stuff as we we choose to let them in they don't need to know so we'll just tell them the information that we think they need to know right very arrogant well, Debbie tells Neil that they think he has the idol. She just knows what's going on. She she knows how to get information. She I says know. she gathers intel, and the woman is telling the truth. She knows how to gather intelligence. Well, Peter and Liz say that he. Peter says that he and Liz are pretty. They have great smiles, but they're also out for blood. We're pretty. We have great smiles. The rest of the people need his guidance, and he's going to guide them in the way that works best for him. At the challenge, did you see? Um, Scott's back that he's got his whole back is a huge elaborate tattoo. I did. Those things are expensive. Of course, he played in the NBA so he could afford it. But, but dang, that is a big because he's a big, huge guy. Yeah, one of <laughs> some more tattoos. That's a lot of ink. One of them made a comment about how they needed to get him out at some point because he was already rich or something. He was an NBA player. Didn't one of them say that tonight? Yeah. Yes, somebody did. Look, he's already a millionaire. Right. Yeah, he played in the NBA for 10 years, so there it is. Well, Aubrey says that Peter doesn't have any emotional intelligence. And um, so Aubrey wants to talk to Debbie and figure it out, because Debbie's already came to her about getting rid of Liz. And Aubrey is just, she's really put off by Peter. Debbie's asking if they should take out Peter or Liz, and they're afraid that Peter may somehow come back and be able to hurt them. I mean, it's like they fear Peter because he's so... I don't know, uh, self-powerful? Come back? What do you mean come back? Well, not come back, but like, if they don't vote him out right now, they're afraid that he'll be able to somehow get like one Pet up. Pet Cemetery come back? No, get one up on him in the game or something like that if they don't take him out. Or if it doesn't work. If they go after him and it doesn't work. Or if they vote out Liz. They were talking about voting out Liz or him. And they were saying that the reason they wanted to go ahead and get him out was because they were afraid he'd somehow be able to manipulate something or who knows what would happen and he would be able to become not vote-outable. Okay. Um, that's how I took what they were saying anyway. But And be able to take them out. They said one of their greatest re- regrets in the game would be if he came back and he stayed there and they went home. And you can see that with somebody like yeah, Peter and how I, I, mean, I must have missed that part. I'll I tell you, I, I would like, if I were on that team, I would, I mean, I think Debbie is the definite person to be aligned with because she's really effective. Yeah, but who would know that? I know. You Nobody would know because they're all just kind of making fun of her because she's doing the cheers with the, with the, the, the you know, the, pom, the, pom, yeah, pom. the pom frond, mm-hmm. pom-poms, and she's, you know, doing the chants and the encouragement from the back. And, and she laughs kind, maniacally yeah, yeah, one yeah. second and then gets coldly stoic Sometimes the kind next. of weird acting, but I, I don't, I think it's all an act. I think the woman's pretty smart. Well then, yeah, I don't know if it's an act. I think it just might be her personality, but I do think underneath that layer, she is, she's very smart, I think. I don't think we've seen. Well, that maybe. layer is awfully um distracting concealing yes. yeah and that's her that's her superpower there you go to make everybody think you know that she's just kind of ditzy and not that smart but then we go to tribal council and it's Debbie <clears throat> and Joe Peter and Liz and Aubrey and Neil this is really like two I mean this tribe is broken up into two two and two voting blocks now it's just two and a half voting blocks well. 
Um, Peter's an army of one now. Neil says that they each think they're the smartest in the game, and they're all they're all sitting there. I mean, I noticed like Smugly. all of them. Yeah, yeah. that's exactly the word I wrote down: smiling and smug. Uh, Peter says that as an ER doctor, social interaction is his specialty to the, you know, faces, kind of looks of the other tribe members. And Joe's saying that he's suspicious of everyone. (laughs) But Peter's sitting there dictating at tribal exactly what he wants to have happen. I mean, he's still dictating. He can't even drop it at tribal. He keeps talking about self-awareness, and then he's just like, I want to take pen to parchment and start writing names. You know, it's just like this. He's so smug. He is. So smug. But in the end, it's a three-way tie. Now, it's between Aubrey, Liz, and Peter. So, do you think... Why do you think they voted like that? Why do you think... Um, because we know now, right, that that Debbie and Joe and Aubrey and Neil got together, right? Yeah, they split the vote. They split their votes on purpose so they could come back and do what they did. But Okay, well, that I was think, very smart then. Do you think... Why not? I just think, I mean, I, I think these people are being a little too paranoid. They should have just voted off who oh, they wanted to vote off. Uh-uh. No? No, why? Why would they? They know that if they each vote two and split the votes between Peter and Liz, that the most anybody can get, any one of them can get, is two. So they know it'll be a three-way tie. They know that Liz, Peter, and whoever they vote for will not be able to vote, and the three of them can vote off who they initially set out to vote I for just, at the beginning. I, I thought that was brilliant. I thought, you, you want to talk about a brains move? That was a brainy move, I thought. I mean, it was calculated and perfect. Yeah, it was just a little, like, a little too, I don't know, a little too complicated. I would have just voted off who I wanted to vote off. Well, on the revote, it's Liz. Because think about it. Liz yeah. and Peter both automatically, you know, they had no clue that they were. No, they thought they so, were still so running the no show. So there's no way they would have had an idol. If they had an idol to play, they wouldn't have played it because they thought they were running the show. So why not just go right for the juggler the very first vote? What, what do you have to lose? I mean, Well, the only thing that you have to lose is what if one of them do have the idol and they haven't said anything? Then the person And they're going to whip it out for, after they think they're in control? They're so overconfident? I don't that know. Nah. Well, I mean, I, just, I don't see any reason not to do it that way. Why wouldn't you take the safe route? You're right at the end. Why wouldn't you take the safer route? Okay, it? okay. Well, I'm, you know, I'd rather just get it over with. <laughs> um, but Peter's blindsided. Liz is blindsided, but even Peter's blindsided. But he's still smiling. Is yeah. he smiling because it's not him, do you think? What do you think that was all about? He's, um, I don't know. Maybe it's part of his, That's that's, I don't know. Well, Jeff says that Survivor is about emotional intelligence and your ability to pick up on clues. And I would add to that, not only pick up on them, but also to affect the clues that you pick up on. Because, you know, like kind of like Debbie's done, she's not just picking up on the clues and going with them. She's picking up on the clues and then changing the course of what goes on based on her ability to pick up on them. But they brought that up, that emotional intelligence, a lot in this um, in this episode, I thought. But then we went to a commercial, and we come back, and Liz just doesn't get why she was voted out. She just, essentially, she doesn't get it. That's what I got out of what she said. But I did feel kind of bad for her that she went home. Most people I do. I think some of them I might be glad to see, but I felt kind of bad for Liz. Darnell. I hated to see Darnell go home. I hated to see Jennifer go home. 
Yeah, I, I kind of did too, but Jennifer did it to herself. Jennifer so. did. I mean, you just... So did Liz. She did. But, but Darnell did not. Darnell, Darnell didn't. Darnell couldn't. That it was just too early in the show. It was too early. They didn't get a chance to start liking him because yeah. I'm sure they would have. He seemed like a real good spirit. Yeah, there was just no ties or anything at that point. But next time we see that medical's called. Somebody's getting evac and it's not funny. No. Because if they're going to bring a helicopter, I've never seen them bring a helicopter in and it'd be that urgent to get somebody. Well, they've never showed attention. it like that. I remember, who was the guy years back who fell into the fire? Do yeah, you they, and that? they got yeah. him out of there on a boat. Well, yeah. But, I mean, I'm sure they evac'd him out at some point. You know, I, I don't know, but... But this does appear to be a true medical emergency. Now, would from that what be a job? That'd be a helicopter pilot for the uh, set survivor. of survivor. I, I wonder mean, if it works like that. I wonder if you're a helicopter pilot that works with them. Well, I'm sure they have helicopter pilots. They've got you know that, they do. Yeah, they CBS has got a helicopter pilot out there on call, probably two but or like, three of them. But I, I was thinking like the medical team when you said There's that. There's a podcast trivia question for everybody. Tweet if you know how many helicopter pilots we have. On standby on the set of Survivor. We need to know. The world needs to know. <laughs> and if you know that, you're a bigger Survivor fan than even we are. And, um, and you we, should come on the show and tell all your trivia. We'd yes, love to have you absolutely. talk Yes, absolutely. Um, we hope you'll connect with us here at Tribal Rant and become part of our the Tribe Has Spoken podcast. Mike, if people want to get a hold of you, tweet you a comment or suggestion, how would they do that on Twitter? Uh, at Mike from TN. And I'm at Michelle from TN. Also, you can find us on Facebook at facebook.com slash tribal rant. We're on iTunes, Stitcher, and TuneIn, so you can subscribe to us there. Please like us and rate us if you like what we're doing. Ratings are really a great way to help a podcast um, that you like. So if you like what we're doing here, please rate us. And as a matter of fact, we got a really sweet tweet tonight just before we started this podcast from at Don't Look Cook. And it really made our night before we came in here and kind yeah, of yeah. kind of bumped us up. We were kind of sitting around, I don't know, little doldrummy tonight for whatever, and we got that. It was, really it was sweet. directed to my wife, but it said, and your husband. So <laughs> that's me. I'm it, the husband. It was really sweet. It really made us feel good. So thank you. Really nice. And, of course, all this information is on tribalrant.com where you can email us or leave us a message. We'd love to hear from you. And don't forget, we also have a Walking Dead podcast here on Tribal Rant. It's called The Walking OG, and if you like The Walking Dead, and who doesn't like The Walking Dead, then give us a listen. So, you have anything else tonight? No, I have nothing else tonight. Okay, well then I'll see you next week for Signed, Sealed, and Delivered. You'll see me in five minutes on the couch. What are you talking about? Okay, I'll see you then. <laughs>